following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome back to another edition of the Sumner County Sports Show. Joining us as always behind the scenes is our good producer, Justin Kulik. I, of course, am your host, Zach Womble, today. And we have got a lot to get into for this episode. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to the fans who tune in each and every week. You make this show possible. And uh, we've got some big news coming up in the future as far as sponsorship is concerned. So we're excited uh, to unleash that information as well. So just a couple weeks out until we finally uh, get that ball rolling. So uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're listening, uh, whether that be Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, we're everywhere, so we would appreciate your like, comment, and subscribe as, uh, subscription as well. Uh, three big things this week, jumping right into the show. Uh, there's a lot going on right now, and we can start on the pitch with soccer. We had four teams playing in the region semifinals. Uh, last night on Tuesday with their respective uh, opponents. Station Camp beat Overton 7-0. Gallatin went on the road and beat Cane Ridge 9-0. Merrill High disposed of Watertown 10-0. And Liberty Creek dropped their first ever region semifinal appearance on the road at Valor College Prep. So three teams here in Sumner County moving on to Thursday night's region championship uh, date, as well as moving on to the sectional round, what I call sectional Saturday this week. Um, so whether you win or lose on Thursday, you are guaranteed a sectional game. And of course, that means you're one game away, one win away from making it to the state tournament. So a very exciting part of the year here as we get ready to close down the high school girls soccer season. But plenty of teams still alive with a chance to punch their ticket to the state tournament. You know, I was able to see Station Camp in Overton last night because it was here in the county. Freshman Mallory Springs had a hat trick, three goals. Riley Hitt, Riley Lombardi, Caitlin Preston, Aiden Wood. They all chipped in one goal apiece. But, you know, Mallory Springs had five goals going into that region semifinal uh, in just two games. So she adds three more to her total, eight in three games. And uh, Jeremy Cook just obviously raved on and on about his freshman just turning 14 years old and able to do this uh, with against seasoned vets is, is something, um, you know, special to see. And so uh, having her at the top is kind of, uh, allowed Station Camp to to really, you know, their offense to kind of flow. They share the ball really well. And, uh, you know, they haven't had Emory Springs this entire postseason, the district tournament regular season, or excuse me, the district regular season MVP, and it, and it doesn't look like Station Camp has missed a beat. So um, they're going to be tested once again against Gallatin on Thursday in the region championship. These two teams have already played twice this season. They share a city. They share a rivalry. So uh, Thursday should be a lot of fun. Station Camp has beaten Gallatin both times. Station Camp won 3-1 in the regular season, but Gallatin had two own goals in that game. Uh, and then Station Camp responded with a 2-0 win in the district tournament championship. Didn't get their second goal until the second half, but Gallatin, ton of chances uh, in that game as well. So it should be a really interesting, should be a really fun matchup on Thursday. Not sure who's going to win, but I do know whoever they face in the sectional round, they've got to face the winner of Nolansville and Centennial. I no, Nolansville and Independence. I apologize. Nolansville and Independence uh, on Saturday. Nolan, of course, whoever wins loses that game, travel or host, vice versa. Um, 
So those four teams will come out of the sectional round, play each other. Two of them will punch their ticket to the state tournament. So, like I said just a minute ago, very exciting times ahead uh, for girls soccer here in Sumner County. And um, don't want to leave out the goal scores for Gallatin in their 9-0 win over Kane Ridge. Kalista Rich had four goals. Aubrey Bolenberg, Olivia Strong, Ava Hessen, Hannah Dyer, Bell Butler, they all had one goal apiece. So um, Gallatin clicking on, on all cylinders at the right time. And then staying uh, here in Sumner County, moving on to Merrill Hyde. Listen, Class A, just really kind of no competition for Merrill Hyde up until this point. 10-0 winner over Watertown in the region semifinals. They're going to host Smith County Thursday night in the region championship. And honestly, it could be much of the same thing. Um, you know, in this Class A in this Class A bracket, there's really about four teams that, that compete for a state title, Merrill Hyde being one of them. Um, two others in the eastern part of the state being – Alcoa and Signal Mountain, and then, you know, somebody from the West. But um, right now, Merrill Hyde doing what they're supposed to do, ending ending matches in 40 minutes, getting getting girls in that, that need uh, some valuable playing time, getting girls rest uh, that needed. But Mary McElwain had three goals in that game. Sydney Areza had three goals. Gianna Cruz had three goals. Liza Doyle had a goal. Um, Jalen Baxter had three assists. I know Sydney Areza had an assist. Um, so they're like I said, they're going to move on to, to Thursday's game against Smith County, and then um, on Saturday against maybe like the Cascade, someone from that area. I haven't particularly checked if I'm being honest with you, um, but I don't think it's going to matter. Merrill Hyde just kind of rolling at this point. Think they're going to get into the state tournament and really give um, back to back a run for its money. So that's what we got going on on the pitch as well. So looking also at our football slate this week, it is jam-packed. It is loaded. I think it's probably highlighted by uh, Beach and Brentwood. I know My TV 30 Friday Night Rivals is coming to Shackle Island. It's a top 15 matchup, according to our Main Street Preps top 25. And so, um, you know, you can check out MainStreetPreps.com to see who I've got winning that game, as well as all of our county games. Um, but I think that highlights our, our county slate this week. You've also got a top 10 matchup in Pope Prep versus Ravenwood. Uh, of course, missing missing marquee quarterbacks and Kenny Minchie and Chris Parson, but still, nevertheless, should be a really good football game between those two. Springfield and Portland, a huge region contest. You know, I think Springfield's going to win that game, but you just never know how that one's going to shake out. So, uh, another good one to look forward to. And then Gallatin, Lebanon. Uh, I think Gallatin, or I think Lebanon is going to take it pretty easily. But listen, these are two rivals that date back a long time, so you just never know. Uh, what's going to happen in that contest. And so really looking forward to Friday Night Lights. Uh, this week we'll have your coverage on MainStreetPreps.com, of course on Friday Night Live, uh, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But moving on to our third and final big thing this week, we've got Jamison Wharton. He is hosting his uh, annual Pull the Flag on Cancer um, fundraiser. You can see it right there. It's not until October 30th, which is a Sunday, and it's going to be held at Drex Creek uh, Park, which is the soccer field, all the way at the back of the park. So when you're going in, uh, most people know where it is, but uh, just drive to the end of the park. If you haven't seen it, you haven't gone far enough, the soccer field is right down there. It costs just $5, and 100% of the proceeds go to Jameson's uh, charity cause to help pull the flag on cancer, breast cancer awareness. You know, this was a, a charity that he started – I guess about 10 years ago at this point, maybe a little bit longer. I, you know, I was able to catch up with Jameis in the last couple of years while he was in high school at Hendersonville to tell his story about how it kind of originated and things of that nature. And it's still on MainStreetPreps.com. You can check that out. And just, 
you know, just a really good kid, uh, really good head on his shoulder. Jamison now at, at Vanderbilt University playing for the Commodores uh, as a defensive back. And so he's not traveling with the Commodores this season, so he's able to to be in town that October 30th to host that event. And, uh, you know, last year he he was able to raise close to $5,000. He's, he's raised over $10,000 in total for this charity. Like I said, 100% of the proceeds go to Breast Cancer Awareness. Uh, and then the TSSAA last year decided to step in and, and, and tell them they couldn't play flag football anymore because it was a competition and, and it went against TSSAA rules. So, so this year they moved it back toward the end of the season to allow high school athletes to play. Um, and if still, if there's a problem, they'll play kickball as well, but uh, it's for ages six and up and just a really great opportunity for you to come out fellowship with people, enjoy good music, I know Kona Ice will be there uh, for a little uh, tasty treat. They'll have a DJ, professional photographer will be out there. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you've got nothing going on Sunday, October 30th, please come on out to Drake's Creek Park, the soccer field, to support Jamison in this cause. 100% of the proceeds go to breast cancer awareness. It's a lot of fun. And even if you do got something going on, you can push that to the side. Uh, you can spare a little bit of time in the afternoon just to come out show support, show love for uh, one of one of Sumner County's own. And uh, like I said, a, a current Vanderbilt Commodore giving his all for, for the boys on West End. And so a great opportunity for you to come out and support. We are going to jump into a quick break, but when we do, we are going to interview Pope Prep head coach Brian Sneed amid his team's big game this Friday against Ravenwood. So don't go anywhere. I got a DUI. Mom, Dad. Why didn't you just call someone for a ride? I wasn't thinking ahead. I didn't think I was going to get caught. Yeah, my best friend, Tim. Still coming to my bachelor party next month? This DUI cost me 10 grand, so no. Yeah, you, in the back. Did you know I almost died when you hit me? I didn't think this would affect so many people. You think it was worth it? Uh, no, no more questions. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Just like that. As I told you before the break, we were going to welcome in Pope Prep head coach Brian Sneed. Uh, we were able to catch up with Coach Sneed earlier today. Uh, so we really appreciate him jumping in. Listen, the Knights, six and two on the season. They've got a huge game this Friday night against Ravenwood. Wanted to talk to talk to Coach Sneed about that. Wanted to ask him about Kenny Minchie's availability. What's his status? He's been out for the past couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. So we get into a lot. So let's roll this. Justin Brian Sneed, head coach of Pope Prep football. We've got Pope Prep head coach Brian Sneed with us today joining us. First off, thanks so much for doing this for us. I know you're a busy man, so we appreciate you hopping in. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. This, is, this has been a, a good season so far, and uh, yeah, excited to 
talk with you a little bit more. Absolutely excited to get you back on. We we actually wanted to get you on a couple of weeks ago, but I had to postpone. So I've been trying to get you back in. So I really appreciate you, you jumping with us. But um, you know, you're six and two, like you said, through through eight games. You got a big one this Friday. What's the atmosphere like around your program right now? Uh, I mean, we're excited about where we are. Um, you look at our season so far, and we've had a lot of adversity, um, just with injuries and uh, with, with things going on with that. And um, our guys are starting to figure out kind of how to navigate that. We talk about that a lot in our program, how to handle adversity, how to choose a good response uh, to what it, whatever event you're, you're presented with. And, uh, and that's shown up in, in games, showed up in the, in the BGA game. Um, it showed up this past week with Knox Catholic. Um, and, you know, we do have some confidence. You look at our two losses, they're against uh, two of the best teams in the state, in my opinion, you know, combined, I think 15 and one. Um, so, so we have some confidence. Hopefully we get healthy, um, continue to get healthy as, as we progress and, and start playing our, our best football um, as we get towards the playoff. Uh, you know, speaking of that big win over Knox Catholic, quarterback play by Chet Lax was maybe the best it had been all season under, under center for him. Run game was there. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about that win and about what you learned about your football team after 60 minutes. Well, that was huge. It was huge for Chet, um, gaining confidence. And, and, you know, he hadn't practiced quarterback um, in, in a long time. So he's played in a couple scrimmages, two scrimmages over the last two years out of necessity, um, but really hadn't practiced the the position. And so, you know, him being um, taking all the reps throughout the last few weeks, he's continuing to get better. Um, so going out there and kind of having a game that kind of backs up the, all the all the work he's put in over the last few, few weeks was huge for, for his confidence, for the team's confidence. Uh, and then you had guys step up, you know, in, in games like that, you got to have, you know, guys step up and make plays. Josh Maylander made some huge plays on offense and defense. Um, Ansley Ware was big on both sides of the ball. Um, and, and so when you have a team that can kind of come together uh, and, you know, not rely on, you know, just looking at one person to make a play, then that's huge. Elijah Robb was, was big as well. So, I mean, and, and you could go down a list of guys that, uh, that stepped up in that game. And that, that secured a home playoff game for us, which is, which is big. Uh, we don't have to travel travel to the West to, to go play in that first round. Um, so we're going to, you know, be excited about that home field advantage in the first round. You mentioned all those athletes and you're right. I mean, you could kind of go to the, go down the list, but I do want to stick with, with Chet for a minute. Uh, he's obviously a standout baseball player for the Knights team as well. I guess how easy of a decision was it to slot him in just being the athlete that he is? Yeah. Well, well, good thing about Chet is, you know, he's, he's a smart football player. Yeah. Um, he, he's moved around in several different positions. Um, you know, we threw him in at, at the, in the middle of the game against BGA and he was able to, to officially run an offense. Yeah. Right? The yeah. guy who hasn't taken a snap at quarterback uh, since the, you know, second scrimmage of the season. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he can do that, the other thing I love about him and I think our team loves about him, I mean, he's calm as they can, can be, um, you know, when the moment's, big or, or we're having a lot of success or maybe we're struggling a little bit like he's the same even kill guy he, he's going out there and um, I think that just gives the rest of the team team confidence that you know this, he's not on a roller coaster uh, throughout the game um, so again he's he's continuing to improve you know he's committed to play baseball at Wright State um, he's, he's our you know stud pitcher on the on the baseball team for us and yeah you know, he's, he's a guy who knows big moments I mean 
you know, when you're on the mound, like a pitcher, I mean, you're, you're going to have those big moments where everyone's looking at you. And when you're at quarterback, you're going to have those big moments where everyone's looking at you. So he's used to that kind of pressure. Um, he's used to being, being the guy in that moment. So now can we continue to uh, get him to an, improve, you know, week to week, day to day? You know, a quarterback's best friend is not only a good wide receiver, but it's a good running back. And you guys have a really good one in the backfield in Elijah Robb. I'm curious, just how much does he help you take that pressure uh, off of a defense, you know, whether, you know, because they obviously, if they want to stack the box, you can obviously go to the top, but they, they can't stack the box because, you know, you've got weapons on the outside. I guess how much does he help your offense? Uh, huge. I mean, just like you said, it's it's pick your poison. If yeah, um, you want to add numbers to the box, we got, you know, Colin Cook and, and Mainlander out there. And um, if you want to kind of spread out or double one of those guys, and we got a guy that's run the ball uh, pretty hard. Um, Elijah is, man, he's tough. He's a tough kid. Um, you know, he's battled through some of, some of his own injuries throughout the season. And, um, you know, he runs the ball hard. And he's he's really good about finding that crease and going and, and making a guy miss. And, um, you know, even though he might not have the, you know, 70, 80-yard runs, you know, he, he picks up first downs and he keeps the thing going. And um, he just runs the ball hard. And he brings that mentality to the rest of the team of, you know, be, being physical, playing hard, um, and, and giving everything you got. Uh, I certainly don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm going to ask about one more player. You mentioned him earlier, Josh Maylander. We've talked about him before, uh, but his just continued growth in this program. You know, he caught another four passes last week, 185 yards, two touchdowns. He gets the go-ahead pick six, which was what, maybe his second or third of the year. Yeah, um, I think it was the fourth, actually. Yeah, so it, it, it's that, crazy. His knack for the football, is that is that something that can be taught or is that just God-given at this point? Um. It's, it's a little both. I would say probably more more natural talent than anything. But, I mean, you do have to have a, a general knowledge of where you're supposed to be. And, I mean, he's – like you said, it's one year in the program. He's picked up both sides of the ball where he needs to be um, on any given play. But but a lot of it is natural talent that can't be coached. And just um, you got to have a mentality that anytime the ball's available in the air, like I'm going to go get it, and he has that. Um, and then – you know, the talent to, to pull away and, and outrun some guys once he has it in his hands is has been been great to see and has been huge uh, momentum shifting place for us the last few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, have a chance to honor your seniors this week against Ravenwood. Um, you know, you've obviously been around them through the entire four years, three years as, as D.C., now their head coach. Can you just talk to us about what this class means to you and, and I guess how much this senior class helped transition into the new next phase of Pope Prep football? Yeah, so we have we have 21 seniors. Um, I mean, honestly, top to bottom, I think it's probably our most talented senior class that we've had. Um, and you know, we mentioned a lot of them already, but we got we got guys in there um, who maybe don't don't get recognized as much that um, that really have poured their heart and soul into the into the team and and uh, you know provided you know playing time in different situations, guys that have stepped up when, when other players have been injured or guys that have been consistent on special teams like Zach Montgomery, Turner Curley, and Braden Rayborn has stepped up. Um, You've you got a lot of guys, Braden Jones is going to need to step up this week, that in that class um, that we always talk about, you know, the top, you know, seven or eight guys uh, in that senior class. But having 21 seniors has been huge for us um, just as far as the leadership goes and, and, uh, you know, how we want to run a program, they've kind of led the way there um, as far as where this program is going and, and, and what we want to accomplish. Um, so it's going to be a it's going to be a fun night to, to celebrate them. 
Um, you know, we have kind of a, a kind of a, a, a countdown in our locker room as far as how many days are left uh, uh, for those guys. And, you know, I, I hope the rest of the team kind of steps up and, and, you know, pours all out for them so that they can, you know, leave the last regular season uh, game on the turf with, with, a, with a victory. So, um, but yeah, they've been huge and, you know, I'm excited to see, see how they play this Friday, but also, you know, moving into another region game and into playoffs. For sure. Uh, speaking of that game against Ravenwood, let's talk a little bit about the Raptors. They're five and three on the season. Um, I'm not sure if Chris Parson will play. I don't know the status of him. I know he's missed um, several weeks. I don't know his status, but uh, what does the film tell you about Ravenwood? Uh, I mean, they're, they're a good football team. They're well coached. They play hard. Um, you know, the games that we've had, we have some games with, with Parson in and with them uh, not in and, you know, they, they do things differently when he's not in the game, just as we've had to do things differently without, without Minchie in. And, um, but they're, I mean, they're a, a really good 6A program that's going to come in uh, ready, to, ready to play, ready to battle, and we, we got to be prepared for that. Um, you know, I think they kind of put it on us last year. We, we jumped out, um, thought we had things rolling, and then they kind of stormed back and took control of the rest of the game. So, you know, this is a team that's not going to give up no matter what the situation is, and and we got to be prepared to uh, to play, you know, a full 48 minutes. I got to ask you, Coach, what's the status of Kenny? Will he play again this season? Yeah, we're, we're expecting him to play this season. You know, like I've told you, it's kind of week to week. We're going to see where he is at the end of the week. I think he's getting close, um, but but we'll see how he, how he feels towards the end of the week. Um, but, but yeah, the plan, the plan is that, you know, once he's once he feels hundred percent and ready to get back out there. We're going to get him back out there. Uh, the TWSAA announced yesterday, new classifications. I think a lot of schools probably already had an idea of what was going on, but they officially put it out yesterday. Uh, your football program officially falls uh, from the three, a threshold down to double a, I guess my first question should be just to cover my basis here and not assume, are you guys going to stay in double a, or will you try to play up to three a? Well, we're still that, – that's something that we're talking with administration. Um, you know, we added a middle school program last year, uh, six through eight. That's kind of changed the, the, the dynamic of our high school. Um, and so, honestly, when those numbers came back, it, it kind of took, took us by surprise a little bit. Um, and so, you know, we still have a couple of weeks to, to make that decision. We, we don't want to rush it. We want to make sure that we're looking at all avenues here. Um, we have an interim head of school right now, Cameron Phillips, and – and we're looking at bringing in a new president here in the spring. So there's a lot of stuff that we need to kind of to kind of look through and examine and just make sure we're making the right decision for not only our football team and program, but the school as a whole. Could you maybe give give some cliff notes on on maybe the pros and cons of both double A and three A? Um, you know, I don't I don't know what really the, the I don't know if I can give you a good list of it. I mean, football, football is football at the end of the day. I would say one of the pros of being in double A would be that the, the region uh, that they have right now is all in middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we have to travel at least once a year, sometimes twice a year uh, to the east part of the state or, you know, when we were in the west region out, out to Memphis. Um, so that that's a, you know, a, a big pro for being in double A, um, you know, a pro for being in triple A is you're playing among the, the best teams in the state every week in and week out. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, there are pros and cons to both of them. 
Um, and, and those are all things that we're going to try to consider um, before before that deadline here in the, in the next couple of weeks to figure out what we need to do. Very good. Yeah, I, I put out a story yesterday for Sumner County and I just assumed and then I had conversations with coworkers and they're all just like, let's just, you know, double check here, make sure everybody because there was a lot of shift in the county, as you saw in a lot of sports. So um, uh, but anyways, we really appreciate you, you, you jumping on with us. I know you're a busy, man. We're going to let you go. Thank you so much for talking about your program. Best of luck on Friday night and uh, can't wait to see how it shakes out, man. All right. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Yep, you bet. That was Pope Prep head coach Brian Snead joining us today to talk about all the things going on in his program. One of the most notable things, though, Kenny Mitchie scheduled to play at some point this season. When he's 100% ready to go, he will be back out there. I think that's the big takeaway from, from that interview. We're going to jump to a quick, a quick break, but when we come back, we've got a little surprise for you, so don't go anywhere. I got a DUI. Mom, Dad. Why didn't you just call someone for a ride? I wasn't thinking ahead. I didn't think I was going to get caught. Yeah, my best friend Tim. Still coming to my basketball party next month? This DUI cost me 10 grand, so no. Yeah, you, in the back. Did you know I almost died when you hit me? I didn't think this would affect so many people. You think it was worth it? No, no, no more questions. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. I have sang Dixieland Delight maybe 10,000 times since Saturday, and I don't think that's hyperbole. Um, you know, I always knew it was a great song, but I just think now it just has this this different feel to it, and um, I love it, and I can't stop singing it. So, uh, obviously, that's Alabama's, you know, go-to song, and, you know, love that they sing about the great state of Tennessee, and you know, for us to kind of take that back on Saturday night, I think uh, was good for everyone involved. But we've got a few minutes before we let you go. So I'm going to just do quick hitters here and kind of run through this. But I do want to give him his due. And we are doing our player of the week this week, looking at Pope Prep senior Josh Maylander. We talked about him with Coach Need. He's just kind of an animal. He's everywhere from California, led California in his respective classification as a receiver. Uh, before moving here and now doing it here in Tennessee. He caught four passes for 185 yards and two touchdowns in their thrilling win over Knox Catholic last week. He also had two tackles on defense and one pick six for 47 yards for the go-ahead score late in the fourth quarter. The photos you are seeing now are from a seven-on-seven earlier this summer. Uh, no game photos from that win over Knox Catholic, but nevertheless, shout-out to Josh Maylander for being our player of the week this week. He was a stud 
for the Knights, and he kind of has been that way all season long. So excited to see just how the rest of the year shakes out for that Pope Prep offense as well as Josh Maylander. Moving on to our last item of note before we kind of close this thing out, reclassification story. Currently on MainStreetPreps.com, I mentioned it with Coach Sneed. For the most part, schools had an idea of where they were going based on the numbers, but it was official yesterday for Sumner County. I kind of just did a quick hitter run down the list, but I'll tell you what, here's what sticks out for me. Football gets a major shakeup. Pope Prep drops from 3A to 2A if they want to. Hendersonville and Beach, if they want to, drop from 6A to 5A. Gallatin, the only 5A team, or excuse me, the only 6A team in the county. Station Camp High School has a golden opportunity ahead of themselves. I remember a couple of years ago when Portland Volleyball dropped down to Class AA, them kind of running through everybody. They kind of had the same path ahead, dropping down to AA in soccer. They dropped to 4A in football, so Station Camp should enjoy uh, this reclassification next for the for the next couple of years. Liberty Creek with 582 students comes in in 3A in football, 2A in basketball, baseball, softball, and volleyball. Class A in soccer, track and field, cross country, golf, and tennis. So, again, a lot to look forward to on MainStreetPreps.com. I encourage you to check it out. There's more takeaways that we can look at, like Gallatin football. Depending on the region that they're in, they're going to have to choose which rivalries are more important. Hendersonville, Beach, Station Camp. If they're not with Wilson County, where does Mount Juliet, where does Lebanon fall? A lot of questions, a lot of questions, and we're going to get into that as we move forward in the season. But for today, I'm going to close it out with the shot there on that basket. Let's see if I can make it. I mean, that is nothing but nylon. I will see you next week.